0: are who we thought they were and we let about to the i get out of hand just just tell me i'm a jerk and shut up let's go scatter the west right tight left left 372 wide sticks
1: the matt wyatt show he's radio wyatt
0: well am i am gonna go to college i'll just play football
2: Let's go. Hour number two of the show has begun. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. appreciate you listening. Tuning in on uh, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, WRKS. Big 50,000 watt flame throwing signal, central Mississippi, all over the place. And I just appreciate you listening. If you're listening live, maybe you're listening to replay tonight in Vicksburg. It'll be VBG Talk Radio, Batesville. One hundred point five to BLE. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. However, you're tuning in. I thank you. Did I say Thursday? I might have said Thursday. I meant Wednesday because it's Hump Day. Come on. Come on. Come on. Check me out, John. Check me out. Yeah, I could be a DJ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, what's up on this Wednesday? There is a lot up, in fact. Uh, There's a little bit of breaking news in college sports since the show began just a little while ago. I'm going to bring you those details coming up. We had the countdown of 100 teams just a minute ago, so we're at 87 days away from the first full Saturday of college football on September the 5th. Team number 87 was Georgia Southern. Uh, so I'm going to give you that breaking news um, right now. And then I'm coming back to some of your texts. I promised that I would. I didn't get to them earlier. Tupel, uh, Anthony from Tupelo, Bob, Jay listening in Baltimore, Joe and Grumpy, and Jason out in Flagstaff, T-Mite, everybody tuning in on the country pleasing text line. I'm coming to all y'all. So if you're listening, you want to text me. It's a great way to communicate with us during the show. Just uh here's the numbers 601-885-ESPN. Text away. Now if you're driving, don't text. Otherwise, text me 885-ESPN. The number is 885-3776. And I would love to hear your voice. Give me a shout. Let me hear what you sound like. And <laughs> you can have people around the state they can hear your voice too. Just like uh, me and Beaver. So call us on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, which means they've been doing it better longer than anybody else. And it's right here, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Great deals on any kind of equipment you can think of. Kubota, uh, Red Max, New Holland Tractors, they've got everything And uh, they're great folks, so check them out. Again, call me on that Divinity phone, 995-1059. Here's the news. According to Kendall Rogers on Twitter, he is the co-managing editor at D1Baseball and D1Baseball.com. He's out in Houston, Texas. The NCAA Division I Committee for Legislative Relief has given... Division one baseball is some relief, and it includes for this year, for the 2021 and uh, 20 and 21 academic year. So starting this fall and into the spring, the 35 man roster cap has been lifted. No limitation, according to Kendall Rogers on the size of the roster for a college baseball team starting this fall. Number two. Whatever this means, I have no idea. (laughs) But it says annual counter has increased from 27 to 32. I assume that means like each year you can only... You can go max of 27 players, and then you have to count that up each year. They've raised that, but it's math, and just somebody else going to have to figure it out. And then it says that also the 25% scholarship minimum is eliminated for this year, for a year. Now, Again, there's got to be something there I don't understand, but if, if we're saying that in order for you to sign and bring a player on campus, you have to give him at least 25%. It says 25% scholarship minimum. Well, if that is eliminated, then that's a, that's giving the teams, you know, again, relief from that stipulation so they can actually figure out a way to get the players on campus and and work around the 25% limit, maybe go below it, spread it out a little farther. Is that what they're saying? I don't know if that's necessarily good for players, but it's better than nothing, considering you only have a five-round draft that is going to happen tonight starting at 6 p.m. Central time. Therefore, all these upperclassmen that normally would be drafted in the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th rounds that would go, they're probably coming back to school. They are coming back to school. I think one of the biggest things about this is that for Mike Bianco at Ole Miss, for Chris Mons at Mississippi State, for Scott Berry at Southern Miss, for everybody in college baseball in Division I, the 35-man roster cap is lifted. I guess you, you know, we probably knew it would happen, but to me that is a big deal. It just further solidifies the idea that has been talked about on this show. You've seen it on Twitter. Jake Gotro on this show two days ago. Yesterday, Scott Foxhall on this show. Ben McDonald on Twitter, in the spring of 2021, college baseball rosters will be as loaded with talent as they ever have been. Really more so. I mean, really, really more so. More loaded than they ever have been. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So what do you think about it? All right, here's your text. So let me back up here. Let's see what y'all were talking about over here. Let me start with Anthony from Tupelo on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. CountryPleasing.com, you can actually order it, and they'll mail it to you, right? They'll ship it to you, FedEx. I would suggest, if you've never had Country Pleasing Sausage before, start with... Let me just say, if you were going to splurge, you were going to buy three flavors... For your first order of sausage from Country Please, and go with uh, the three flavors. Number one, the original smoked sausage. Can't go wrong. Great with everything. Number two, get order the maple. See if they can make you some of that maple. Because it is like, I don't even know what to say. I just want it. You won't believe what your house smells like when you cook it. Before you even taste it. And it tastes better than it smells. so number two get some maple if you can get it and then number three i would say get now this is me personally i would recommend pepper jack and green onion get some of that and stand back tell mama to get out of the way Uh, Anthony says, Major League Baseball bringing in replacement players would make baseball more entertaining than the product they put on the field with the regular players. (laughs) What do you mean, Anthony? You mean you're no longer interested in the two options you get in just about every at-bat, and that's either home run or strikeout. You're not interested in that? Home run or strikeout? I mean, right? Like, people questioning... People are questioning whether Jake Mangum could play in the major leagues because he doesn't hit for power. And he doesn't strike out. (laughs) He doesn't hit enough home runs, and he doesn't strike out enough. A guy who can get the bat on the ball against anybody in any situation and put it in play, Jake was born too late. Jake Mangum would have been a first-round draft pick and already be like, you know, on somebody's forty-three, uh, had he been born uh, thirty years earlier, no doubt about it. Because you know, back when baseball was about how many times can you hit the ball, I don't know. I'm being a little facetious, but you get what I'm saying. Bob says about Major League Baseball. This and Bob, you your text to the country pleasing text line illustrates. The giant problem that the sport of professional baseball has in this country, and and Bob, listen, they don't hear you. The players and the owners don't hear what you're saying. But Bob, your text is so indicative. Bob says, I'm a sports fan, but I don't give a rip if they ever play. Bob, millions feel the same way. And baseball is supposedly one of the top three sports. I mean, we'll get interested in if they have a World Series back again in 2021, I guess. But they just have no idea the kind of damage. They are, I don't know what, you know, you describe it. It's like, what was that movie where Jim Carrey was in a, lived in a giant bubble? What was it? Um. He, Jim Carrey played the part of the guy who everything around him was fake. The people were actors. He's basically living in a movie and everybody knows it, but him, the Truman show, the Truman show, Ben, what'd you th- uh, Beaver? What'd you think about that movie? It's pretty good. Yeah. I hadn't seen it forever. It's got me wanting me to go back and watch it. Um, it's an interesting concept. You a big Jim Carrey fan. Yeah, I used to be. Oh, uh, right. He's uh, he's gone off the rails. He's one of these people, actors and musicians who th- who try to get political. Mm-hmm. I lose a lot for him, and he he's been trying to jump into the political thing for the past couple years. Too much yeah. for me. I'm with you um, because nobody cares. Like I don't care about any of those. Uh... You know, I don't care about those opinions of his. Like, I don't need it from him. (laughs) And, you know, I understand to a degree, like, he's a person. He can do whatever he wants with his life, right? And he's looking at it going, okay, I have a platform, so I'm going to use it for this. Well, that's fine. You can choose to do whatever you want. Uh, So can I. And what I choose is I I choose very, very carefully who I listen to, uh, who I follow on Twitter who I pay attention to. So if you go that route, I'm out, because I just don't care. I don't care what you think. Being an actor, being one of the funniest men alive, talented from a comedic standpoint, to me doesn't qualify you in any way more than my, did not quite qualify your opinions on life and the universe and religion and politics anymore, than it qualifies mine. <laughs> we're the same. Now, on stage or in front of a camera, we're not the same. You're the man, Jim Carrey. But in this other stuff, I mean, like, if you want to be a political guy, then you're, you're, in my opinion, about the same. They're about like that hole in the ground out there. It's about what they mean. You get one vote, I get one. Jay in Baltimore, country pleasing text line says, Ken Burns already updated his documentary on baseball once. He may want to go ahead and prepare for his last update, document the impending death of this great game if cooler heads don't prevail in these ridiculous negotiations. Yeah, Jay, and that's the way I feel. I I feel the same way, and I hope that I'm not overplaying. And I've tried to look at it and go, Matt, okay, hold on. Are you just being emotional? You you know, you talk to yourself. Do y'all do that? You have conversations with yourself? I do. (laughs) For whatever it's worth. Matt, calm down now. You're just being emotional. Are you overstating it out of emotion that this could be like a death? No. And, and I come back to it, Jay, and I, I just don't think I'm overstating it. I think the people in baseball are Truman. I think the owners and the players in Major League Baseball in large part are like Truman. They're in this giant bubble and everybody's smiling at them and telling them this, but they're in their own bubble. Outside the bubble, they don't understand what what's really going on and the opportunity they are missing and if they if this if it goes away and then come back this year it's it man done usher soccer right on in there to the top three you see where soccer's major league soccer in the u.s is coming back before anything else and i'm not saying that's the one qualifier for whether or not you're a good league or a bad league, is you come back quick during coronavirus. That's not what I'm saying. I I mean, look at, look at Atlanta and the support. You think the Atlanta Braves would love to have the support that Major League Soccer has right now in Atlanta? Yeah, they would. What do you think about Nashville doesn't even have Major League Baseball? What do you think that's going to look like up there pretty soon? So... Jay, they are losing it. Every day that goes by, they are losing more and more of that rope. I got news for you; that rope's about to run out. They don't realize it and do something quick. Joe, you said that's what popped in your head. I know that's from a while back, and I wish I could, you know, go back and connect it to uh, the exact thing we were talking about. Grumpy said, Matt. The world's best egg rolls were at Johnny Lee's Golden Dragon. Now retired. That's from Grumpy. Where would that be? Johnny Lee. Any relation to Bruce? Johnny Lee's Golden Dragon. Okay. Today is National Egg Roll Day, if y'all didn't know that. Tea We uh, Today is also National Ice Tea Day. Tea Mite said, Iced tea is used to di- differentiate from hot tea. Well, I, I sort of get that. Don't be calling it iced tea. In this part of the world, it's either sweet tea or tea. Right? Nobody says iced tea. Iced tea is a wrapper. It's not a drink in this part of the world. Any restaurant, any home, any church gathering, any school, <laughs> Any get-together, what do you want to drink? I want sweet tea. Okay, what do you want to drink? I'll just have tea. Tea is unsweet tea. Don't be saying iced tea. Do not walk up into, with your cool points in hand, don't walk up into a mom-and-pop restaurant in the South and tell them you want iced tea. They will look at you cross-eyed. They will stare at you. Somebody will walk up and take your cool points out of your pocket away from you. And then they will ask you this question. You you, you want sweet tea or unsweet tea? <laughs> Which is it? Unnamed Texas said, enjoying your show. Thank you. Tyler said that golf starts this weekend. Yeah, pro golf. Looking forward to that. A little bit different deal there. Uh, You know, it's a real deal tournament. I may try to watch some of it. Dadgum, I love golf. I went through a phase where I loved it. I, I went to tournaments in Memphis, went to the Masters. You know, I played it. I loved it and kept up with it. Now I'm bored with it. It's like I've outgrown it. But maybe the fact that it'll happen this weekend, real professional golf. Competitively, instead of watching Tom Brady out there like he's killing snakes. Lord, that was awful. Five minutes, all I could take. Goofy stuff. Putting Brady and Manning, bad golfers just because they're celebrities, playing with two good golfers, and it's not really competitive. It's for a good cause. Why would I watch that? Just tell me how much they raised. I'm not going to sit here and watch Tom Brady hack around a golf course. Um. Hey, and real quick, let me go back over here. There is some more coming out. Kendall Rogers, who broke the news on Twitter about the uh, legislative relief for Division I baseball rosters. Told you those details a minute ago. Here's more news. The SEC proposed increasing the scholarship total from 11.7 to 13.7. In other words, adding two more scholarships for the 2020 and 21 academic year, that measure was not passed as a separate piece away from these other two proposals. They didn't pass it. The Division I committee did not pass the idea that the SEC proposed is that you'd instead, for this next year, instead of giving out the, the same old normal 11.7 scholarships, you'd actually add to give out 13.7. What is the hang-up with adding scholarships in college baseball? What is their hang-up? What is the problem? What don't they get? I'm going to need a smart person to explain it to me. In regards to Major League Baseball, A.J. and Clanton says... In the current state of baseball, I wonder how those like Foscu and Westberg feel about the direct or direction of their dream to professional baseball. Well, that's a great question, Clinton. because I guarantee you, you know, players that are going to get drafted tonight in, the first, in, in this five-round Major League draft, they're all going to get big signing bonuses from the clubs, whether they have a minor league team to go begin to play for or not, which they don't whether they are even doing anything until next year or not, which they may not be, they're going to get their signing bonuses. The dream is still going to be there. And like I said, they're going to keep playing pro baseball. It's still going to happen. It's just the sport as a whole, like you say, the direction, the sport as a whole that had already moved itself to the perimeter for most sports fans in America. I use most very intentionally. The majority of sports fans in America had ushered the NBA and the NFL ahead of baseball. They were already on the perimeter. Well, baseball is just moving themselves now off the perimeter, even farther off the radar. They can't keep doing that. Hour two off and running. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Text me, 885-ESPN. That's the country-pleasing text line. Call me, 995-1059, 1059 That's the Divinity phone. Tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. You know, it was interesting. If you look at my Twitter feed, uh, I sent out a video this morning at, what time did that go out? 4.56 a.m., I was sitting in a recliner, and I just had to get video of it really to get the audio because right outside the window, there were like five owls just hooting their head off out there, making all kinds. It's like they were talking to each other, four or five of them out there. And so at four, it was like going on at 4.30. I stuck my phone by the window so I could ca- capture the sound, and I sent it out there on Twitter. And so these owls are having a heck of a conversation here at 4.30 a.m., and somebody responded, a couple of people responded, and they said, um, like this one guy responded, he called them barred owls, B-A-R-R-E-D, is that a typo, and he meant to say barn owls, or, and I haven't Googled this, or is there a barred owl, B-A-R-R-E-D, I just wonder if that's a typo, because I, I may be crazy, but it seems like there was more than one person who said. Yeah, there was another guy. It was Brett, who also called him a barred owl. B-A-R-R-E-D. I'm going to have to look that up. But a lot of people said, yeah, I've heard them. I have them in my backyard. But it's like, we don't hear just one. We never hear just one owl. We don't hear them at all. Or we hear five of them out here talking to each other. Anyway, if you want to see that and hear it, go check it out yourself. It was... Kind of spooky (laughs) out there in the dark prior to 5 a.m. Let me pass this along to you also. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this sentence to you from a story on ESPN.com. And then I'm going to give you the collective, a, a sound clip of the collective reaction to it from other people in college athletics. You ready? Here we go. Statement Duke Athletic Director Kevin White said he is concerned about potential abuse of name, image, and likeness legislation and, here we go, unfair recruiting advantages that might result.
1: Ah, shut
2: up. <laughs> uh, y'all believe that? Listen, y'all, listen. <sighs> We live in a world, in a world, we live in a world where the athletics director at Duke, Duke is putting out statements citing unfair recruiting advantages that might result (laughs) for people, schools, name, image, and likeness stuff. Are you kidding me? Uh, he said that he and North Carolina, here's it, along with my colleague and friend, Bubba Cunningham of the University of North Carolina, I am concerned about potential complications attendant upon the actual implications of name, image, and likeness legislation. How will it impact recruiting? Will it create an open marketplace in which institutions solicit businesses or boosters to offer Ever escalating endorsement deals to a star high school quarterback or point guard? Let me answer this and then I'm coming to the phone. Okay. With the understanding that AD Kevin White at Duke does not care what I think or what I say, he didn't care. I'm a washed up former player, just talks on the radio. But you can, but, but Mr. White, you can take this to the bank. Yours or mine. Okay. Anywhere between here and Tobacco Road. The fact is, the only impact that this name, image, and likeness legislation might have on Duke recruiting is that it might. Level the playing field for all the schools and programs you've been recruiting against for the last 20 years. That's all. It is a fact. It's not an idea, Mr. White. And you can speak into that microphone, type it on that keyboard, and post it on that social media all you want to until you are Duke Blue in the face. And frankly, you do it because there are plenty of idiots on social media and in media willing to lap it up like it's warm milk. But I ain't one of them. Okay? I might have been born at night. It wasn't last night. You, sir, are insulting the intelligence of any of us, media and fans alike, with half of a working brain. I'll say it again. This is a fact. It ain't an idea, and it's not an opinion. The only recruiting effect this name, image, and likeness stuff may have on Duke basketball is it may level the playing field for those that Duke is recruiting against. As it relates to institutions soliciting businesses or boosters to offer, in your words, ever escalating endorsement deals to a star high school quarterback or point guard. Get that, you know what, out of my face, Mr. White, and stop wasting our time. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Jason in Flagstaff. What's up, Jason?
0: No, Nothing much. That was pretty funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean it.
0: Yeah, that was. No, I was calling in to explain the, uh, Chris Brooks being a pansy thing. We were, uh, they were talking this morning about being afraid of deep water sharks and fish, you know, the ones that weigh 1,500 pounds somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just thinking, just, God, they're just, they're
2: pansies. Like, <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. They don't know Hold anything. On. You're,
2: you're, 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 you're <laughs> You called Chris a pansy because he doesn't want to swim with 1,500-pound sharks? Yeah. I'm like, Come on, Jason. You would be scared, too. No, I'm more afraid
0: of the smaller ones, right, as you go into the beach. Those are the ones that eat people. Those great big ones, they look at us like we're grasshoppers or something. They well, couldn't care less.
2: I see. Yeah. So it's like... It's not worth their time. Well, I think the point no, no. I'm with Chris in the, if if he's afraid of sharks. I I've never encountered oh, I get a shark, but I, I'm I don't like the idea of being around sharks myself.
0: Yeah. I don't like the the you get once you get way out there you, you have to really screw up to make yourself look like food to them. But when you're close to the the shore where they're already hunting mm-hmm. it's it's rare. For the bigger ones, to, even then, to get you, but those little bull sharks and things like that—they're right on the shore. They're, that's the ones you have to worry about.
2: What about the, it's la- the
0: ones right on the shore? What
2: about With the land? The white- what about the land sharks?
0: <laughs> you don't have to worry about those at all, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Georgia Southern.
2: Adam <laughs> boy, Jason, thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> all right, what about it? You don't have to worry about those at all. Sorry, old Miss. Hey, look. We laugh at ourselves, too. We're just having a good time. We're talking sharks. Why not talk land sharks? Plier head. You know, you got hammerhead sharks that are real. Ole Miss just invented a new one. It's called the plier head shark. The crescent wrench shark. Chris on the Divinity phone. What's up, Chris?
0: You're getting all kinds of stuff today. I thought that was pretty good. Well, thank you, sir. And I think the Duke thing... to people that have a brain and have common sense, is pretty stupid, too. That'd be like Nick Saban or somebody at Alabama coming out.
2: Absolutely. Exactly, Chris. It would be like John uh, Calipari at Kentucky saying out loud, <laughs> this name, image, and likeness thing could give certain schools a recruiting issue because boosters may get involved. And, you know, they – who needs laughing gas at that point?
0: Okay, so the other thing that you're talking about that you were talking about the owls, um, barred hoot owls are the little bitty ones. They're real small, actually. They're hmm. smaller of all the the hoot owls, and they make the most noise, of course. Okay, but um, you have like you have like six or seven different species of owls, but barred hoot owls are the ones that'll congregate five or six at a time, you know, hooting. But I will give you a little bit of advice. Okay. Don't tell people if you ever have a turkey in your neighborhood gobbling at those barred hoot owls because you might have a bunch of people trying to find out where you live if that's the case.
2: Really? I see. Well, you know, and that's the thing about it. We have all kinds of wildlife here because, you know, what's going on everywhere, Chris, is like predators are going away. So we have red foxes that run through our yard. These owls hang around, but a turkey is one thing I have never seen where I live here. Hey, man! Oh, by the way, by the
0: way, did you know that Beaver hung up on me in the Chris Brooks Show before I could say see ya? Did he really? Out in the middle of it. Well, give me a good one I'll here, real quick. I'll talk you later.
2: See. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got it in just barely. I think beaver might have got you that time, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, we had our wildlife segment right there. Wrapping it up with you next. Stick around. Joe, more bully texted in on the country pleasing text a minute ago. And he said, it's the Mutual of Omaha radio show right now. <laughs> yeah, we were like doing our outdoor show, weren't we? Uh, more bully. Me and Chris talking about owls. Go look at those. So they're called barred owls. They are smaller. They're the smallest of the hoot owls. They travel in bunches. I had four or five out here hollering at each other. He said it's, it, it's kind of like humans. They're the smallest, but they're also the ones that make the most noise. (laughs) And then Jesse sent me a tweet that says turkey populations are on the, the decline due to predator populations on the rise. A link here. Bobcats don't only kill wild turkeys. They also depredate nests. Cool pic showing a cat dining on a GPS marked hen's nest. We see that bobcats are important predators of turkeys where they co-occur taking adults' poults' nests. Bobcats. Look at him. Yeah, he's in there in a turkey nest just going to town, filling his belly. Well, if you don't like that kind of stuff, don't click on that on my Twitter feed. <laughs> at Radio Wyatt. Hey, it's just nature. That's what it is. Stuff like that happens. They all are going to eat. Predators alike. You know, we had a family of geese, Canadian geese, uh, that raised and hatched some eggs. I saw the mama sitting on those eggs for a long time. Then they hatched, had little goslings out there. There were six of them. I told you we have red foxes running around here all over the place. Well, pretty soon they only had five goslings. I am happy to report, though, that uh, as of this morning, on my morning walk, the five goslings have grown up into geese. They're just about as big as mom and daddy. They'll be flying away soon. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment, at Madison and in Jackson. Magnolia Rebel fan. What's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Good to hear from you. What's happening?
1: I just wanted to call in. I ain't got a whole lot to chime about what y'all done today, but but uh, I see that Chris has calmed down a little bit with his bro, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you told me about don't that think yesterday. I he brought you up
1: one time. <laughs> so so he,
2: re, he received the message, yeah, somebody told him. I hear
1: you. Yeah. But I got a couple of questions for you real quick, and okay. then I'll hush and let you talk. Okay. Um, When you were playing, what years was that, and what was your winning percentage or what? Hmm. Starter quarterback.
2: Yeah. Well, we're I was, state. that's a, okay, so I was there, I was a, I was a, a redshirted 95, and so I shirt freshman 96, sophomore 97, junior 98, senior 99, okay, so the late, all the late 90s were the years I was in school, and I actually, okay, what
1: was the year, how many years did you start?
2: Okay, I was the full-time starter one year, and that was in 97, okay, and that year, okay, is
1: that the, when you beat Auburn?
2: Well, we beat them that year. Uh, that particular year, we won seven games. Uh, we were seven and four that particular year yeah. in '97. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I started some games in every year, but that one year, my sophomore year, was the only year that I was the, the starter, pretty much. You know, for the whole year. Um, wow. But here's the thing about it too. You know, you're asking about beating Auburn. You talk about being in school at the right time. Okay, being at, at Mississippi State during that time, in in my four years of eligibility, so 96, 97, 98, 99, our teams beat Auburn three out of the four years we played them, we beat Alabama three out of the four years we played them, and we beat Ole Miss three out of the four years we played them across those four wow. years. Wow, so, yeah. I knew
1: you were beating up on my old ribs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, you know, again, like we had a lot of great players. We had a bunch of players on offense that played in the NFL, but those defenses were really the best in the country. I think for two, it was, it was either two or three straight years, we had the number one defense in the country under Joe Lee Dunn. Sure did.
1: I know Joe Lee Dunn, boy, he was a good coach. He went to Ole Miss even the coach.
2: Yep, he was there. That's right. He was at Ole Miss when I was being recruited in high school and then after really? that. Yeah, and you know, he spent some time at Arkansas, somewhere in there, a couple yeah. of years, and then and then Coach Cheryl hired him at State. Hey, I appreciate the phone yeah. call. It's always great to hear from you. Hey,
1: love you and more Gary Clower and Andy Griffith if you ever get a chance. <laughs> love y'all show, brother. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Appreciate the call. Later, man. Later. Yeah, you'll get some more uh, Jerry and Andy coming up pretty soon. Um, We'll let you know when that's going to be. Appreciate the phone call. Went down the road of glory days. Yeah, why not a little glory days here on a Wednesday? Why not? Um, Bill in Madison, every time Bill in Madison texts the show, I I want to read it as Billy Madison, Bill in Madison texts. And he says, he's right about golden dragons, egg rolls. They were good. Missed that place. Yeah. He let me know. Grumpy, uh, text back Bill. And he said, sorry about that. The golden dragon was in Jackson for many decades. Beaver would have loved him. Today is National Egg Roll Day. That's why that came up. Yeah, Bulldog Blitz, the SEC baseball coaches, apparently they proposed going from 11.7 to 13.7 scholarships, adding two baseball scholarships this year. The rest of the folks around the country shot that down, not going to do n- n- do it. Bulldog Blitz said, two whole scholars. wow, we really need 18. They do. The fact that it's 11.7, I don't care what the reasoning is, it's stupid. It's just stupid. And, you know, our hope, Bulldog Blitz, and I think it's justified, I think it's legit, is the sport is really growing and it's going to continue to grow. Maybe not, but there is a possibility. You could see as Major League Baseball continues to decline, maybe it, gives college baseball a chance to increase it could go the other way too i mean there's theories all over the place on that but as it continues to grow the sport is growing uh at some point they will adjust that scholarship limit and get it to what it needs to be unnamed Texas says i order unsweet tea if i order tea or iced tea they'll ask sweet or unsweet that's exactly right it just arrived, i mean it. it's isn't it crazy how that works It's like in the South, you go into a store or you're at a restaurant or whatever. Or let's say you're talking to your friends. You go, I want a Coke. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you want Coca-Cola. It could be Dr. Pepper. It could be Mountain Dew. (laughs) A Coke. That's a carbonated drink, a soda, a pop. But think about this. Say to your family and friends in the South, hey, y'all want a soda? They're like, huh? Oh, what? <laughs> and if you say, y'all want to pop, somebody's going to hit you right in the face. I'll give you, I got you pop right here. They may, They may ask for pop in Wisconsin because they also up there ask for iced tea. But here, ain't no such thing as iced tea or pop. You want sweet or unsweet? That's it. Half the time, we don't even have to say tea. We just say, you want sweet or unsweet? (laughs) I want sweet. Beaver wants sweet. Uh, Red Rebel sent me a picture of the barred owl. They're cool looking. I would love to see one around. I mean, I hear them around here all the time. I can never see one. Every now and then, they'll fly through here. They're silent. They're gone before you realize it, you know uh so uh, yeah i would love to get a picture thanks for the picture though appreciate you sending that along uh very much smitty on the country pleasing text line says the golden dragon was owned by mr johnny and he still serves out of his house beaver i will bring you some in the next few weeks beaver he's gonna hook you up man yeah buddy do you know smitty i'm ready for that oh boy i wish i was there and get some too do you know smitty I don't. Okay. Well, Smitty, we appreciate it, man. Look forward to meeting you. (laughs) Some of these uh, world-famous, let's say world-famous, Jackson-famous egg rolls. Today is National Egg Roll Day. You got me wanting some egg rolls. That's not exactly the kind of thing that you just up and make at home, though, is it? I mean, you got to kind of know what you're doing or go buy them from a place that knows what they're doing. You know, one or the other. Hey, uh, so today, as we wrap up, today was 87 on the countdown. Tomorrow, 86. Team number 86, countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Have something new for you tomorrow, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, um, just a reminder, if you tuned in late, I know a lot of people that do tune in during the second hour of the show, maybe miss the early part of the show. Uh, conversation today. If you're a state fan, I think you can, I think you can mark off worrying about going to the season-opening football game on Thursday, September 3rd. I don't think that's happening. There's nothing official out there about it. I had a conversation earlier today. It really led me to believe, yeah, it's that's dead. It's going to be Saturday, September 5th. The whole pandemic changed all of that stuff about having a Thursday season opener. So. I think you're safe in counting on a Saturday opener for Hale State until further notice. All right. For Beaver, I'm Matt. And everybody in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. We'll see you all tomorrow. See you.